Hey there, listeners. Welcome to This Humana Life, a podcast for all Humana associates. We have amazing stories to tell and learning experiences to offer. We also believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insights into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. I'm Brittany LaMere. And this podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We're looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Join the conversation in our buzz group by visiting go forward slash THL. Also, make sure to text the acronym THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile Thursday morning. After a few months hiatus based on the current events, and we'll call this the COVID episode for This Humana Life, and I am with the podcast team, Tara DeLucia, Brittany LaMare, and I am Carmen Pantoja Evans, and we are so thankful that you are joining us to hear this episode. So, um, Tara, we'll start with you. How's it been for you? Oh, well, <laughs> probably similar to a lot of you listening. Um, COVID's been pretty fascinating. And, and oh, you know, I've had a few personal um, challenges along the way, too, that I'll share with you. But specifically to COVID, it's, it's, been, um, it's been rocky. Just so many things we've had to, as a family, kind of grieve. Um, I have a senior who's in high school, so she's, Missing, you know, she missed prom, she missed graduation, just all those end of year activities. And then we have an eighth grader, so she missed her end of year uh, festivities as well. Um, they actually did a, a really nice uh, makeshift graduation, which was pretty cool, but it, it was still not like it was supposed to be. So we've been navigating those types of changes. On the flip side, I am sure, really sure. surprised by how much I love the slow pace. So my personality is go, go, go. And what I realized is that I actually need, needed that slowdown. We've spent so much family time watching movies, playing cards, we just getting kind of creative. Uh, and we have teenagers, so what teenagers want to do that? <laughs> so it's actually been kind of a huge blessing in the same way. So. Mm. Um, that is a very shortened version of the, the, the best and the worst for me. But Brittany, what about you? Yes. Oh, man. I feel like I've had quite a few um, life changes that have happened, and they, they weren't necessarily COVID-related. But um, in December, my husband and I relocated back to Texas due to him being active duty in the military. And so we had... Um, We're renting a place and then we kind of started looking because the market started changing in our area and we thought, you know, let's just go look. Our landlord was also our realtor. Uh, We actually ended up buying a house and and moving um, during this time. And then we also got a puppy during that time. Um, Yeah, baby Benson, except he's not so much a baby. He's a German Shepherd mix. So He's about 30 pounds right now, um, and he's my first big dog I've ever had in my life. So other than that, I've had, like, chihuahuas. So uh, that is a whole different set of experiences and changes uh, that I've had. But, um, yeah, my mom flew down, so I was really nervous about her flying down. But everything, um, you know, went well. We've had to, um, we had a big group vacation scheduled with about 30 of our friends, and we just found out today that that's been canceled. Um, so we're in the process of, of moving things around, and uh, I know I've personally kind of struggled with, um, for one, making this many meals <laughs> uh, every single day, uh, but that seems like something silly not to kind of complain about, but finding healthier choices rather than something that's quick and easy is something that we've worked on as a family. Um, 
And then also just like for me, separating myself from work, I have amazing teammates and an amazing leader. Um, but I, I definitely had to make some adjustments to how I viewed work, like knowing that it's okay to not keep checking my email past eight, that it can wait until the next day. So um, that's something that I've, I've had to work towards to feel a little bit um, that I do have separate time from work time instead of being constantly on the clock because that was self-imposed. Um, that was something that I did to myself that, you know, no one expected of me. So just kind of learning how to set up those little breaks. And also, this sounds silly, but sunshine breaks. Go outside in your backyard. My husband made fun of me because I would literally walk back and forth um, in the yard like during calls. But getting outside and getting some vitamin D has been so important um, for me personally. And Carmen, I understand what, what, yes, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I, um, you know, on a personal level, I the the life event that happened for me is I've had my first baby granddaughter. And uh, so it was such a blessing. And I um, have to say that uh, she was, well, she was born May 6th. And my daughter uh, lives in, I'm in Kentucky. I live in Louisville. My daughter's an hour east of here called Lexington. The city is Lexington. And so she, fortunately, she's an hour away, but we weren't able to be in the hospital. We weren't able to do the things that you normally do to greet your first grandchild. And um, so, you know, she was in the hospital for a while. Fortunately, here in Kentucky, or at least in Lexington, her husband was able to be at the birth where, you know, there, so she was fortunate where some cities weren't like that. And so once, um, you know, once baby Ivy came home, you know, we were able to, I had to stay in quarantine. I quarantined for two weeks, so totally isolated uh, and made sure that before I went to visit my daughter and help where I could, um, I was isolated for two weeks so I could meet my granddaughter for the first time. So that was special to me, but what was, um, and I was so thankful for that because she's beautiful. I mean, my daughter and her husband, it's just a beautiful, perfect little family, and um, so you know, I, I hated it for my daughter to experience what normally the experience is, you know, a big, you know, fun, exciting, and everybody's there and clapping and cheering and everybody is just a, a party atmosphere, we'll call it. Uh, but after they came home, families started coming to their window. They live in a beautiful uh, ranch-style setting, so people came to their kitchen window so people could visit Ivy and see her through the window with mask on. And so there's some pre precious sweet photos of that particular moment with her, with um, other family members that can't, they, they were essential workers, my, my, other, my other children, her siblings, and some, you know, my daughter, other daughter's a nurse, my son's an essential worker, um, and, you know, so, and then, you know, her in-laws and all those, they were all essential workers, a lot of them were, so they could visit her through, through the window. So my personal blessing uh, and challenge was um, having my first granddaughter, and um, it was beautiful, but uh, you, you certainly learn to make things happen when there's challenges. Uh, now, Brittany, you were talking a little bit earlier about how work felt and how, it, you know, you had to make sure you shut down by 8 o'clock, and, and I know you all were typically work-at-home associates, and, and, and I wasn't. You know, I reported to the office and how that felt a little different, but but Brittany and, and Tara, other than Brittany, you shutting down at 8, how did it feel for you all as work-at-home associates and, and how it felt in your work environment for, what did that feel like? Did it feel different when you were talking to people like me that were typically not work-at-home, traditional associates? Well, I can kind of briefly, first. yeah, so since I kind of tagged that on and brought it up, um, yeah, I will say uh, since we moved in, I, I now have an office space, which has greatly helped me out before I was at a kitchen table. And then also um, for the first time ever, and my husband's been in the military for 20 years, they've also been working at home. So he hasn't reported onto a base in, since about mid-March. So having him home all the time, while I love him dearly, it also presents a different set of challenges. Um, you know, your house is only so big when you have two people on conference calls or, 
you're trying to get something done or, and then adding a, a third dog in there was, was interesting, but, um, I don't know. It felt different and I can't quite describe it, um, in a way, but then I really felt for all of those, you know, other associates that were used to having, you know, going to the office and having their schedule. I mean, this completely disrupted them. So, um, after we hear from Tara, I'll be really interested to see how it's affected you and, and your work habits, Carmen. Mm-hmm. Tara? Well, one is that I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, now you hear, like, kids at home and dogs barking. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I've been so, like, embarrassed or sensitive about it. And the people are like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, please, no. We welcome your dog barking. It's totally okay. Um, and then the other thing is when, when all of the in-office people went home, I'd get on a call and they'd like have their video on. I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing right now? So they're like, oh, well, I have the video on. I'm like, okay, I have no makeup on and uh, was not prepared for this video part. So I thought it was really cool that, you know, lots of people wanted to keep that face-to-face interaction, whereas for the most part, being work at home, we do not. So I just thought that was kind of funny. Thank but you. It's, it's yes, I, I agree. <laughs> Um, because I was very thankful when the email came out, like, hey, everyone, to please don't use video. I'm like, oh, thank you, because I am definitely not much of a video person. Carmen, you are wonderful. Uh, I, 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 I was like, what, that. what? I can't turn on my camera. I was like, withdrawals, withdrawals. It was. It was. I know, so, turning off the gift function was really sad for me, but thankfully we have that back. Well, oh, that's true. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now I realize what you're saying. So I I tell you, it was odd for me, obviously. You just pointed out one of the pieces, but I did go into the office one day, and I want to share this experience with you all because you've all been to, you've both been to Louisville quite often. And um, so I had to go in to print off some uh, uh, documents for work. And um, you know, went in there with my mask and, and, you know, I want to back up a little bit because I said we're having a post-COVID conversation. I know we're still in the COVID area, so I don't want to pretend it's over with, but it's different now. So um, I went into the office to print off these papers, and I'm in the Waterside building in Louisville, uh, clock, Waterside Clock Tower. I go to one door, locked down. Second door, locked down. Third door, locked down. Finally got in through the fourth door. But interesting enough, when I made my way around down Main Street, where I know you all stay at a hotel close to my building, not one car, not one soul, down Main Street at 4 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. It was a ghost town. And And this was probably within the first month that we were on lockdown. And and I wish I would have videotaped because I thought of you all, actually. And I thought what you all normally see is hustle and bustle of people going down Main Street of Louisville, Kentucky, you know, heading towards the other buildings. And it, it just, it was unusually eerily it's eerie. quiet. It's eerie. It was. So, you know, I go into my floor, all the lights pop, 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 pop on because nobody's in there. I go into um, the elevator, pop, 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 pop. They all pop on because nobody's there. And so it was very, very odd. That that was my experience and feeling how odd this and real this really is on my side of it. I think seeing some of the major tourist locations, like seeing Paris and seeing um, Italy and Rome and seeing some of those highly trafficked and tourist uh, you know, destinations, seeing them empty, it 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 kind of like felt like doomsday to me, and mm-hmm. it was just a little bit jarring, I guess, in a way. But it just made me realize how serious the situation was. Um, there and, you go. You know, it that's whenever it kind of hit with me that you know this is a not just a, a microcosm thing that's happening here. It's it's truly affecting everyone. It is, it is crazy, and like right now, so I'm not sure when this podcast will be released, but it's it's mid to end June right now, mm-hmm. and they've opened everything up here, you know, and as they did, we're in Florida, the COVID cases have gone through the roof. Now, mm-hmm. the mortality rate is down, 
but whereas before I didn't really know anyone personally that had COVID and most of the cases I kind of moved through Savannah um, in these hotspot areas. But now there are people left and right that I know that are getting it and they're okay. They're not hospitalized. Like they're okay. It's minor symptoms, but it's crazy how now at this point we're all going on like re-lockdown. So they're keeping everything open mm, and you have to wear a mask inside. And it's like this next like iteration. So you guys just described that initial, just what is happening, feeling and looking around our yeah. downtown even in St. Pete, Florida and being like, so awkward and weird. I can't even imagine what you described, Carmen, in Louisville. But but now it's like the second. My my daughter asked me today. She's fourteen and she's like, Mom, she's texting me while I'm on a call. Can I please go to the mall today? And I'm like, Oh yeah. And I was mm. like, You've been through this. No, you can't go yeah. to the mall. And she this was actually really cute. So so we're texting. Aww. She says, I'm not trying to badger you, but may I say a few things? And so I wrote a yes, and she's like, Okay, we won't be near anyone. Um, no one will really be there because it's a Tuesday afternoon. I will be Corona conscious. And mm -hmm. I chuckled, and then I felt really sad because I was like, man, Ooh. this is her reality. So here's a kid who mm -hmm. just wants to go to the mall. And her reality mm -hmm. now is I have to think about not only just the normal scary stuff, but, like, now I have to be conscious of this invisible virus that could get me. And this is how I need to I'll tell my mom we won't touch anything. I just can't believe that this is the world yeah, that we live in. But it's invisible. It's, it's crazy. You can't right. tell. Like that's that's what I think has just made me so sad. Like I have a twin nephews, and they were um, during over COVID. They my sister allowed them to have a Facebook uh, with only family on it. She has to approve everything and you know, all the security precautions they have. But uh, the other day I was scrolling through and I saw like a little update that they posted and it said COVID can suck a lemon. And it like, it broke my heart. Like something as silly as that, like they were just so upset that, you know, we were going to take them to a Texas baseball game uh, when they came here for spring break, but that got canceled due to COVID. And then like they're, they're going to try to come down. Um, at some point, whenever everything calms down, but like my 10 year old nephews, <laughs> like COVID can suck a lemon. And I was kind of like, you want to know yeah. what boys? I agree. I agree mm -hmm. with you. It's not, not fun, but that was just a 10 year old's take on, you know, not being mm -hmm. able to go play baseball. And Well, I am kind of curious, Tara and, and Brittany, both because Texas and Florida, you know, I just, I mean, for me, I choose to, when I go to, any retail establishment, I mean, even our malls are barely open, right? And um, our Kroger's, obviously, which is our grocery store here in Kentucky, is open, but I'm always wearing my mask. I just always wear my mask. Plus, you know, I just want to be mindful that, because I am pretty much isolated with my work now in my home, you know, I want to be able to see my granddaughter and I want to be as prepared as I can to be able to see her when I can. And, and my um, my mom that's 88 years old. So um, I have to be very careful and, and mindful that I don't want to take any chances. And um, so I wear my mask. What about you all? I mean, do you all, when you're out and about, do you wear your mask? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, we do. I mean, the kids do. Um, it's not even a question, like, should we, shouldn't we? We just, we just wear it everywhere. We do. Go ahead. Yeah, so I can kind of um, echo on that. And I want to take a moment to please just give a huge shout out to all of the essential workers that continued to work through throughout this pandemic and still show up for us. So whether that is your friend, your spouse, whoever, just please know that there's so much thankfulness and gratitude for them still continuing to work and to help make sure that we have the things that we need. So just outpouring amount of gratitude for them. Um, and yes, we we do wear our masks. We have hand sanitizers in the, um, in our, where the, you pull out your car. I'm not doing a very good describing that, but in the, the side pocket of our every car door, we have hand sanitizer. Uh, we have numerous masks that we wear. And thank you to Humana. I have two more masks. So I am very appreciative of that. Um, did you all get masks yes. in the mail? Oh yes, yes. I um I use 
I, I, I do, and I use them along with the other ones that I've, you know, bought online along with some that a friend of mine that's a dentist uh, allowed me to, to, you know, she shared with me early on. And um, yes, absolutely. I think why, you know, there's no, there's not a reason, there, there's no reason not to, right? Right. So um, better safe, as safe as we can. Yeah, and even, you know, where I'm asymptomatic, I'm knocking on wood here, haven't had any any health issues or anything that, you know, would make me think that I, I had the, the virus. But out of respect for everyone else, I, I wear my mask. It's, I'm really glad that the test uh, test kits are becoming more available as well to help keep everybody Oh, I safe. went to a drive-up COVID test place here in Louisville because they're all in every state. You can just make an appointment, drive up, and take the test and get it the results in your email to, within two days is what happened for me. So took one last week, and I'm negative, at least at the moment, right? So, But just feeling more reassured by doing that for me personally. And can you kind of expand a little bit more on that? Like, is it a nasal swab that they have to it do? Is. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because I pulled, you know, you have an opportunity to go to different sites within your state, and um, and I can, we can link this on our show notes on where to to go, and um, you just drive up, you go around, they hand you a bag through your window that they ask you, first they put up a sign, a little, um, a dry erase sign that says, don't open your window, but call this number. So I call the number, it's very odd. And, uh, you know, they tell me that, you know, you're going to pull forward, you're just going to roll down your window a little bit, we're going to hand you a bag, and we will tell you what to do from there. And so that's what they do. Then I do the uh, swab, um, the nasal swab, and then you drive up forward after sealing the bag closed, drop it in a basket, and, and the rest is history. It wasn't anything. It was a whopping 45 minutes out of my day, which included drive time, which was 15 minutes away from my home. Um, the actual effort probably lasted a whopping five to seven minutes, and easy peasy lemon squeezy. I recommend that for anybody. That's helpful. That's, that's, really that's helpful. very helpful. And mm-hmm. um, another place that you can go is there is a buzz group at Humana called Coronavirus News and Resources. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is an actively or an active group that has uh, supportive high art articles as well as important links. So if anybody does want to get connected to other resources that Humana is offering, that is a central point for you to go to. Again, it is on Buzz, and it's called the Coronavirus News and Resources Group. So one thing I wanted to talk to you both about is just trying to understand how how did you all react to the isolation piece? And then Mm. what types of... I guess, changes did you make to kind of cope with those? Because I would say the three of us are pretty social beings, um, maybe a little more extroverted than introverted, like to get out and be active in the community and, you know, just get out in nature. So I'm just curious, how has it been emotionally for you all? And then, you know, what, what type of things did you have to kind of put in place to, to deal with the changes? Brittany, you want to start? I'm sure I can. Um, so I, I mentioned it earlier, and again, my husband made fun of me, but sunshine breaks. And I would literally, mm-hmm. if I was IMing with somebody, I'd be like, hey, I'll be right back. I need like my five-minute sunshine break. Just being outside. Uh, and then we we walked the dogs and, um, you know, went up to the, the park up the way. Um, we also regularly regularly schedule um, FaceTime dates with our friends that are that are in other areas. We have a large group of friends in Ohio, uh, so we would schedule times to talk with them. Our friends in Austin, um, we did virtual cheers a lot, um, and then also to kind of get us out of the house and to support local businesses. Um, we have a couple of smaller breweries, and we would uh, go place our order online, go and pick it up. And so we really just enjoyed the drive through Hill Country um, to go to different places that we hadn't done and to do the virtual online ordering and then picking up. Okay. What well, I, I um, for me, I was 
actually, well, I tell you, I will start with running. I like to jog, so my activity, my jogging, you know, was increased uh, some. And, and then I discovered more YouTube videos on exercise because I would kind of get tired of jogging, even with my running team. I have a running team that I meet, but I was trying to be isolated from them to prepare for my granddaughter. And uh, so I just jogged a lot as far as, as, far, as far as fitness is concerned and then did some um, videos online. And then as far as the other social part, yes, I do have a group of friends that we would meet Zoom, we would meet, um, we would do birthdays in our car, you know, drive through, beep, and go ridiculously silly that way. And, and also what else was missed here in the city of Louisville, state of Kentucky, is the Kentucky Derby. And I'm very involved in the Derby events. Um, I'm part of a group called the Phillies. And we do, uh, you know, the program book. We do a lot of the efforts that lead up to the Kentucky Derby, a lot of the social efforts. And so all of the Thunder Over Lule that we, that we sponsor, the program book, the Phillies Ball, and all these different efforts went belly up. So um, all the social activities that I enjoy doing and I volunteer and help with didn't happen, as you all know. Kentucky Derby, along with many of the other things, were, were um, you know, they pushed off, but we'll see what happens. And um, so that was odd for me, and it was difficult to stay in here. I, there was moments of, um, I will say, sadness and dread and why me and why us and why now? And I'm having my first granddaughter, and this is fun times. It's springtime. And so, you know, I had some pity parties, but at the same time, I'm counting my blessings and thankful for um, being able to, um, you know, have what I have and have a wonderful job, have Humana, have Humana Radio to be able to listen and, and connect um, remotely with all over uh, the Humana world and all of our friends here at Humana. So um, th that's how I felt about it. And, and Tara, I know you probably had different feelings along the way as well. What about you? Yeah, I think initially very similar. Like I said earlier, my personality is a very go-go personality. And so when I had to sit in a quiet, I didn't realize how much I needed it, but it was really uncomfortable. I'm just used to working and running kids everywhere and, you know, figuring out dinner and then just kind of like falling into bed at night and joking all over. And it's not a bad thing. It's just it was our way of life. And I had to kind of sit and be comfortable not running. And I feel like I, I actually have learned a lot. And at the same time, my mom, she, so we've, you know, been caregiving for her for a number of years with end-stage COPD. And right when this all started, like when we had to do the lockdown, she kind of took a turn. So she was um, stage four COPD or, or emphysema, um, depending how you know it. So she, it was right when everything was happening, so she actually went to live with my sister because we weren't really sure what to do. Um, and then just three months later, she actually, she passed away. So in the middle of COVID and in the middle of the strangest, you know, time of our lives and in the middle of uh, human at home changed the entire operation from you know, our care management model to COVID outreach, which has been incredible. I, that's a whole other conversation how impressed I am with Humana's response to this crisis for associates and members. But in the midst of all of these changes, we were now dealing, I mean, we're only a few weeks out with the loss of my mom. So I, it's definitely been a whirlwind. It's definitely been one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. And I'm having a hard time, like, picking apart the grief from the loss of COVID type things, um, the grief from just the changes to our lives, the grief from losing a parent, um, there's just so many pieces to it. So I think six months from now, I'll probably have a different conversation for you all. But right now, I'm kind of like, kind of feel like an untethered balloon. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And I'm like floating in the air, and I'm just kind of waiting to grow. Around, but right now I just can't seem to like get my balance but 
Um, I've had an incredible support, and these girls are beautiful and amazing, and my community's been amazing, and we actually did have a service for her. We did it very, um, it was right at the end of when they listed, so this is how new it is, they, they listed the state home order, and we asked our church, and they said, yeah, we can do it, you know, we just have to follow just uh, social distancing guidelines. We had a service, and it was absolutely beautiful. Had it been a week prior, we probably wouldn't have been able to do that. But there was a lot of healing in that. And now I am just taking it day by day. So that's that's all we can do, right, at this point. So it's, I tell you, these last couple months have, have been tough, really tough. Kara, I can't imagine. I, oops, I apologize, Carmen. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I can't imagine um, the levels of... Uh, you know, emotion and, um, you know, just, just how it must have felt for you. And, and, and thank you for sharing that because I know it, it can't be super easy to share those moments. No. And I, um, I, I, you know, was, I wasn't sure. I'm sure Brittany feels the same way. We weren't sure what all you could um, muster up in the conversation. But I, I just can't imagine it must have felt and thank you for sharing those those um, sensitive moments and feelings and because you know uh, people need to know that everybody had experienced something and wow you really exactly. experienced some some enormous um, moments of strength as well yeah it, it, I think that's a big point and that's why I did want to share and I'll personally say my mom's just beautiful, amazing, inspiring woman, just incredible. Mm -hmm. um, and she suffered a lot to mm -hmm. the end. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, she, she was the best. Um, but it did occur to me throughout this whole journey just how, how much we're all experiencing, whether it's like the beauty and the celebration of a new grandchild or people finding out they're pregnant or buying a new home or getting a puppy, which I hear is all the rage right now. So <laughs> with puppies. Um, like we're, it, it, it's amazing to think how the whole world has changed. So not even just part of the world, the entire world has changed. We're grieving what was and trying to understand what's new. And at the same yeah. time, life goes on. And we are still like having mm. to go through these life events in the midst of it and you know and but to your point we're all going through something it's just yes uh, it's just wild to me it makes me feel very connected if that makes sense yeah yes. it that you're not alone because everyone at some level is experiencing some type of grief or some type of loss um that each person has to kind of personally work through but the analogy of the the balloon um, all I'm kind of seeing right now is yes. like Winnie the Pooh trying to reach for his red balloon. Like I, I was a big <laughs> Winnie the Pooh fan and I'm like, when is Winnie the Pooh going to grab on and like tether me down a little bit? Um, and then there's, I, I'm I, not balloon. <laughs> I feel like we're so. all kind of <laughs> in the breeze right now. Um, but I, I also wanted to kind of comment on uh, what you had said about sitting in the silence because uh, I also felt that, too. I'm, I'm so used to, like, going, doing, and, and being a part of something. And then, you know, sometimes you don't have anything to do but sit in the silence. And, yeah. you know, realizing that's a little bit uncomfortable. Like, well, what is it that I want to do right now? And, <laughs> like, there's one night I, I just sat sat down. And I'm not much of a meditator um, or anything, but I just put on some music that I listened to when I was younger and just kind of had a little bit of a dance party and just got to enjoy <laughs> things that I hadn't really thought about in a really long time. And I, I like, the, that, I like just, that idea. It made That's me funny. just feel so great. And, like, it's probably so silly, but, like, just cleaning up around the house and putting on, like, Fallout Boy and some of the emo music from the past. <laughs> it, it was just really a lot of fun, and I, I'm very glad my husband was not there for it. Cause oh, well, it's funny I had when the you dance, dance party because <laughs> I, I had would... the moves, let me tell you. 
<laughs> I would tell my friends, I said, uh, one time my, my group that I hang out with, um, I was texting them and saying, you know, about 5, 6 o'clock, I turn on my, I turn on, uh, my Pitbull radio, right? Because that's the music that I'll either run to yes. or dance to. And so I put it on Pitbull radio and, and I'll say, and I'm going to dance like nobody's watching. I'm like, oh, wait, nobody is watching. I'm totally isolated. So it's easy. <laughs> so it's so funny, Brittany, that you would say that, that you had your own dance party. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So it is funny how we do go the different emotions. And uh, so, so, so Tara, how, how is the life in your household? I mean, are, how are the kiddos doing? And, you know, it, yeah, how, how are you doing? So, you know what's interesting about the kids? Like I said, I've got teenagers. Um, I was heartbroken for the girls when they didn't have, like, the eighth grade graduation and the high school graduation as I know it, as I remember it. And then I realized, through the help of conversation, that the girls, didn't, they don't have anything to compare it to. So they did have disappointment. But it wasn't like they were like, oh, I know exactly how this graduation is supposed to be, and I, I can't believe I'm missing out on it. So I was super impressed with their resilience and how mm. quickly they, they bounced back. Like, I had assumed we'd be dealing with two very sad teenagers. And both of them just adapted. And, and I know we say, like, kids are adaptable. Awesome. And, but it was really amazing just to watch, watch them be sad, which was appropriate kind of mourn what they needed to mourn and then move on. And so hmm. one example, we had prom for the for my senior. And it was just the five of us. And we oh my gosh, we had so much fun. We decorated the whole house. We got these like Ooh, fun, fun. Story lights. My Aww. my fortune all made a playlist. And so my seventeen year old actually wore her prom dress and my husband dressed up. I dressed up and it was so silly that when you talk about Aww. dance party. You guys, we danced for two hours. It was the awesome. most fun thing. I, I'll never forget it. Um, <laughs> we had dinner, like, delivered, and oh. we had dinner together before the dance party. It sounds crazy, and I mean, we would have never done anything like that before. About that. But, yeah, but we, we had... You'll so never forget joy. that. Yes, You'll I'm, never forget that. It is special. It's special. It Aww. is. It is. So I'm trying to pull out these, like, nugget pieces of, like, just, you know, the gifts that we've kind of been given in this craziness. And so that was that was one of them. So the kids are doing good. And the only other thing I'll say is that I've they finished up school, thank God, and now they are, you know, in the middle of summer. There's no camps. They're not really doing anything. So <laughs> my only rule is that they have to be off their devices for a couple hours every day, like between 12 and 4. And man, they read books, they nap, they clean things. They're like hanging Ooh. out. So one piece of advice I would say is to turn those devices off for a couple hours, and the kids—they'll struggle the first week, but then they just seem to work it out. And now I think they kind of look forward to it, although I don't know if they'd admit it. So those have been all the, yeah. the high, high points of uh, of the past few few months. That's my eight o'clock rule. I, I try to do an hour of just like peace and quiet. That's that's my eight o'clock awesome. email. And, um, but that, that's that kind of brings awesome. me to a little bit of another point is I don't Ooh. feel like I have gotten so close with like my leader and my teammate through throughout. So that's, I guess, another change to work is we have a, a group text in there and i mean not all of it's a hundred percent work sometimes we'll send memes back and forth and like i feel like it's really made us more of a cohesive team i think we're able to pick up and drop off a, a lot better with any tasks that need done so i guess that's kind of a, a random quick thing that that we've done um as value-based team oqm uh that that i've really enjoyed I don't know if my teammates enjoy my memes. Hopefully they find them funny. Um, but I think that that's helped us throughout this and also made our conversations a little bit more candid as well when we do have that those team meetings together. So that's a plus, a, a plus in my, my eyes. Yeah, my, my teammate and my boss, they are like the next level. They're, they send some <laughs> funny stuff. 
<laughs> That's good. That's real good. Yeah, especially related to Tiger King, I'm pretty sure we were all neck and neck to get like the, oh, the boy. <laughs> oh gosh. I tried to get into that. I just I mm, just I couldn't uh, hear. So I'm I from <laughs> <laughs> and I asked my mom as soon as I watched it, I was like, Mom, please oh, tell God. me when here as a child. And she's like, no, Brittany, we didn't. And she's like, I refuse to watch it. Uh, she's an educator in Oklahoma, and she's like, it makes us all look so terrible. She's like, I refuse. Well, Brittany, I've been to the Big Cat Rescue. So what? Like, there's one down here. <laughs> there's one down oh, here. And I boy, thought I we actually my mom and my sisters and the kids, and we thought we were – Doing something good. I had no idea that we were lucky. We should have introduced the episode as, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. (laughs) Oh, boy. Exactly. That's awesome. Uh, Well, now that I've taken that rabbit hole. (laughs) All right. So one question, another question is, have you all developed any new strengths throughout the past couple months or just new parts of you that have evolved? I'll start. Um, you know, I think my strength, one of the, the first one that comes to mind is patience, right? The patience of allowing this COVID pandemic to finish and go away and uh, and everything to level out or just go away. Let's just, I'll just say to go away. So the patience to have that happen. And so I would say one of my strengths is a little bit more patience. And, um, and, you know, even past the pandemic and how we've had some, some situations around the, the, the world and, um, just more of an understanding, more of a, uh, a heart to learn and have a better understanding of what I need to learn to make this world a better place. That's mine. Yeah, Carmen, I definitely echo some of those sentiments for sure. Patience has definitely, my patience has has grown as I've had to learn and evolve and, and develop and that's, I think, really key as we all learn to work together and adjust to these changes that we've had in the workplace. It's just patience and allowing everybody a little bit of grace uh, during that that time as well. So, Tara, you can. Would you like to share? Sure. There is an author, and her name is Glennon Doyle, and she recently released her latest book called Untamed, and it's pretty powerful. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. She has a whole series of books, and she's a speaker. But what she talks about a lot is um, the concept, well, what resonated with me was this concept of that I can do hard things. And it sounds pretty basic, but I used it a lot over the past few months. So as things got mm. uncomfortable or super sad or scary, or frustrating and like the words go on, right? I just had to like almost say out loud to myself, like I can do hard things. And I don't know, it's been really powerful mm. these past couple couple months because we can do hard things. We, we do get through hard things and sometimes we do it gracefully and sometimes we trip, but at the end of the day, we're getting through it. And so that, that was kind of like my motto, but I don't know if I have an actual like something specific in terms mm-hmm. of like, an actual strength, but I know that I can do hard things. And mm-hmm. you know, it's something I'll continue to try to teach the girls, too, is that no matter what you go through, you can get through hard things. So it's, it's been a lot of a lot of uh, resilience, I suppose, over the, the past couple of months. Resilience for, for is a good. Lot of people. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And see, this is why I love working with both of you, because you always kind of bring me back around. So whenever I went blank earlier, um, a strength that I think I've started to develop is, as cliche as it sounds, is to, like, don't sweat the small stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, good just mantra. learning. That's a good mantra. I mean, 
just little things that go wrong. Is it really worth my energy and time to make it into something more than it is? Okay, the dog drug in mud all over the floor. Yes, it's kind of annoying, but you want to know what? It could be so much worse. At least I have a cute dog to be dragging mud in. (laughs) So, you know, just trying, that's a very trivial example, but just, uh, because that's something very hard for me. I, I'm I'm typically the type that dwells on something and overthinks and then goes back to her sent files and make sure that I didn't sound a certain way. <laughs> and that I'm, you know, I, I just overthink all the time about about things and just learning like don't don't sweat the small things like in my personal life or at work. Just learning we're all doing the best that we can do at this point in time. And that's all you can do. That's your best. That's it. That's all you can bring to the table. So I like it. Cup half full. Optimistic. Love yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Keeping positive because there, there's way too many wonderful and beautiful things happening in life that like I'm, I'm choosing to focus on the positive. And I guess that's also another thing, but that's what I've tried to do in, in my life in general anyway, is, is to focus on the positive. Cause I think it's very powerful once you convince yourself to start viewing things in that way. Well, what about new life hacks? Did you all find something that was like, oh, other than Tiger King watching that for a um, <laughs> <laughs> a meme but competition? Did you have new life hacks? <laughs> um, the group chat, like I said, in a text message that that's helped us. I know not every team would like to function that way, um, but I just have my leader and one other teammate, so. That seems to work really well for us. Um, this is mm. kind of silly, but I also learned whenever you paste in email addresses into like an Outlook email in the two bar, if uh, you hit Control K, it consolidates the email addresses to where they all share the proper names in Outlook. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Thank so, you. So give that a try at some time. It's Control K. <laughs> Yeah, about you, about you Sarah. <laughs> um, I will just say that I don't think teams has a bigger fan than me, and I think people that know me are probably sick of me saying it. But oh, I feel like teams has made our lives so much easier mm-hmm. with the ability to edit while other people are editing and just to keep the conversations. And I feel like my emails have drastically cut down. And yeah, I know it's we're still navigating all these different channels and trying to understand which one should alert. But I do think that the functionality between what we were doing with what Teams offers now, it was, it was just a perfect timing for this COVID, everybody goes home kind of thing. Um, so I would say if you have not embraced Teams yet, that would be my one huge hack that I would recommend. And then the other really isn't a hack, but I have read more books in the past few months Reading is like my favorite thing ever. I love it. Mm. And, you know, I got to the point where his life was too busy to read. And I say that almost mockingly, but now I'm reading again and I it so much. So I'll even say to my family, like, going inside, you know, that's my that's my hour to, like, decompress. So reading back in my life and that makes me very happy. So what that's about you, Carmen? Awesome. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm with you with Teams as well. And now, granted, I don't use it nearly as efficiently and, or sufficiently as you or Brittany or, or many others. I mean, I am still navigating through it in a tremendous way. Uh, but uh, we are absolutely using it more, and we're going to have to, right? I think October, a lot of the, the functionality of some of the other um, items are going to change anyway. So, um, so yes to that. And the other... I don't know if this is a life hack, but what has really worked for me, and Tara, I got this from you, and Brittany, I think you have had already been doing it, is the sound machine. And I discovered that that was something that was missing in my life at nighttime to help have this quiet brook or rain or whatever. Tara, you mentioned that in one conversation, and Brittany was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's something. So I did. I bought a sound machine. Amazon's been my friend quite a bit this last couple, three months. And uh, so I love having my sound machine on in the evening just to kind of chill. And uh, so that is something I love. And I and um, 
you know, those who don't have one, if you have trouble falling asleep, or even if you wake up in the middle of night like I do sometimes, turn on a bubbling brook or a rainforest, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you are gone again, that would be mine. So I listen well, to podcasts. I listen to like people read me bedtime stories <laughs> before I go to bed. So that my favorite is called Get Sleepy. It's sleep meditation. It is on Spotify, Ooh. which this Humana Life is now on Spotify. Oh, that's true. So, that's exciting. Um, but yeah, that that's what I listen to. It's um, it's a wonderful British gentleman and his friends, and they read. Um, very nice, very easy, um, just stories or, or classic spins on old fairy tales. So I, that's what I really enjoy. But a sound machine, I think maybe in my near future, because another hack. Oh, I thought well, you did. I, thought you I did. don't have one, but um, if you do go 365, use your points to get an Amazon gift card and order that sound machine. So that, that's another hack. Yeah, so thank you for that tip, uh, the tip, Tara, because I had no idea. First, I was using a Calm app on my phone, but then I thought, well, gosh, I'm going to burn up my phone if I keep that up because, you know, I would have it on for a good 30, 45 minutes. And, and, then, uh, and then, ironically, um, I bought that sound machine, and it worked lovely. And then when I was able to be with my granddaughter, and that, you know, for those few days after she was born, lo and behold, baby Ivy has a, sound machine, <laughs> and it was mine, it was my thing, sound machine, so I'm oh, thinking, yeah. wow, I'm, I am current, you know, I'm current <laughs> to <the> today. <laughs> or baby Ivy's up to date, so the one or the other, but. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking maybe I'm, I'm more cool because, you know, I'm with it, I guess, whatever that means, but I'm with it with the baby, that's for sure, so. All right, and hey there, listeners. We're going to leave you with one last tech tip, life hack. You can now get this Humana Life on Spotify in your web browser. Type in go slash THL Spotify. It'll take you straight to our page, and you can listen on the web browser or simply look for this Humana Life in your Spotify app on your mobile device. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll talk with you soon. And that's it for this episode. You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239-355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life. Until next time, be intentional. Stay curious and inspire others.